Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on this episode, it has been on the back burner for some time now. Back burner. And it's not essentially, we probably would have had this out sooner, but like always, we always have stuff on the outside that uh, takes our time away. Yeah. It... Don't even get me started with that. <laughs> it's just been a lot. It's been a, a lot. But I feel like this is like <laughs> all the time that we talk about it. So avid listeners are probably just like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but something I was thinking about, and then we talked about it a little bit beforehand. Um, and I thought we could talk about it before we get into the episode about Reiki today. Um, is I try to define this as a paranormal podcast. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You don't. No, but I do. I'm not an average podcast listener. And I listen to some paranormal podcasts as well. And I'm very picky about the paranormal podcasts I listen to. I, I've gone on record saying that my favorite, or at least I think is the best paranormal podcast out there right now, is Belief Hole. Mm-hmm. Right? Extremely well-researched production, everything to talk about, very outlandish, some stuff that are very obscure mm-hmm. that no one really ever heard about. New things yeah. I always learn. But then I think to myself, how do you describe us? And I thought about it, and it's because and I, we are unique in a special way versus anyone else. Special because there is not a lot of people out there. Well, there is a lot of paranormal investigators. Sorry, there is a lot of paranormal podcasts that are also paranormal investigators at the same time. There's plenty of those. There's a lot of paranormal podcasts out there that also have psychics. There's plenty of those. Mm-hmm. But there is no paranormal podcast out there right now, at least that I have heard, that has a very skilled psychic and a very strong shaman, well, at least the best way I can describe myself anyway, that not only investigate, but help people through the podcast with dark entity removal, dark energy removal, and not only tell the stories that they are experiencing as doing this at the same time, but helping people through the podcast do that. Yeah. But also the reason we even started to do this in the first place is because our experiences alone were so vast that we thought about sharing them. You know? Yeah. And and every year we always are gaining more and more experiences for everyone to talk, hear about. Especially everything we're doing now. <laughs> right? That's why Shadow Walker Park 6 is going to come out this month because I've evolved... Not only one, two, three, four, five, but this will be the sixth time with new abilities and new ideas of how my ability works. Unlike anything's ever heard before. Yeah. So, after all that, I try to figure out exactly how, who we are. We are people that not only encounter majority of the stuff we talk about, but we also give our opinions on the things that we talk about uh, and how we would handle them. Mm-hmm. So we'll give you all the information. They'll tell you our theory of why, and then we'll usually tell you how we would handle it ourselves. Now, not every single thing we talk about is going to ha- have usage of the Shadow Walker and and you, which you have a couple nicknames, but you don't like talking uh, about no, it. No, I don't like talking <laughs> about it. It's, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know. Yeah, but that's the perspective that you're hearing, right? And that's what makes us unique versus everyone else. And like people say, because our personalities and stuff mm-hmm. like that, blah blah. blah. But I thought if I had listened to podcasts from the outside, it's I would like listening to it because we can do things no one else really can do, and also we're doing them 
um, on a daily basis, and we're talking about our personal experiences with the subjects we talk about. Even uh, today, subject is one of them as well. Yeah. And I think, too, I didn't really... Because there is a lot of paranormal podcasts out there, just in general, in different avenues and stuff like that. Um, some have, you know, a different approach, so it's interesting, but it's hard because you got to kind of, like, weed yourself out from the lump sum, essentially. And I, at the very beginning, was trying to compare us to other podcasts, other paranormal podcasts. And I would find myself getting frustrated because I was like, we're doing what A, B, and C are doing, but we're not, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, why is it not, we're not resonating with, with people or whatever it might be. And I found out from listeners why they listen to us. And it's from our perspective. Because like you said, we do go out there and engage with the paranormal quite regularly. And, you know, and we're open to different experiences as well. So approaching our experience with like our perspective I think is is different because I didn't know that so many people, especially in listeners, like hearing our perspective on things. And I don't know, it kind of gave me a different insight when I started hearing from people like, oh, I'm curious what your perception or what your idea is on this type of thing. Like if you tune into it, what what would you get from it? So, yeah. And with that said, we'll talk about today's episode that I have been trying to get done for a while now. I know. Isaac's been wanting to cover this for a while. And it's not because of any specific reasons because my hope is that someone who does practice Reiki healing hears this and goes, I know how to help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Reiki healing was something I looked, looked into for uh, a bit, but I was not because like anything else, you know, you got to find the right person to help you with the Reiki. Um, and I didn't find anybody that I was happy now, with. So, if you are a Reiki healer, mm-hmm. right? Apologies ahead. I'm not gonna. Well, I might make fun of you, but there's a, a any good Reiki healer understands that there's a lot of people in or call themselves Reiki healers, right? That are charlatans or are stagemen. Mm-hmm. Like they put up a lot of a lot of um, a lot of uh, pizzazz. For basically nothing that they can do. And and so I think what he's talking about is, I don't know if you guys ever saw uh, on TikTok, there's these people that that they are either light healers or something like that. And they do like the really fast hand movements and the really fast like, <laughs> like, like that kind of thing. And the thing is. There could be one out of a hundred thousand that have that ability, but I don't think all of them do. And I think there is such thing as Reiki. I just think it's because it's it's Reiki healing is supposed to be known as like a sacred thing, because um, multiple cultures do it uh, in different ways, I should say. But it's almost like because I know I will tune into some of them, and it's like you're not doing anything; you're just doing really fast hand movements. And that's my. And that's yeah. And that's my problem with the whole idea of Reiki healing and stuff like that is that there's a lot of over exaggeration of something that's very simplistic. What is Reiki, right? 
People talk about what is Reiki healing, what is the art of it, what's the whole act of it. It's channeling the energy of the source or the universe through yourself to focus through your hands, majority to heal someone's physical ailments. You're healing the body. Now, it can also be used to heal the soul or, or the mind. Too. Yeah. Like if you have energetic blockages. But mostly what people use it for is to heal people's bodies. Whether you have illnesses or physical ailments, like, oh, I got a bad knee, I got a bad back, a bad neck, whatever like that. Most Reiki healers can use it to channel the energy of the universe or the source and through their hands. Which, when I first talked about my ability, people thought that's what I was doing, some form of Reiki healing. Sorry, my mic is annoying me because it's not staying in the spot. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You got the fancy swivel hand, Mike. Yeah. And it's I not, have this stand. The table. There it goes. Okay, I got it. I want it. Anyway, but that was the whole idea of it is that you're channeling the energy of the universe. Now, what I do is with my tendrils that leave my fingertips that pulls the energy into my hand. And with that, I can force it into mm-hmm. my prison, which is the ring. And all that stuff. You know what the hell Isaac's talking about? Shadow Walker episode one through five. Shadow Walker part six will come up this month as well. I'm not going to go through the whole thing that people have heard enough times. Yeah. Um, but that's what people thought I was doing, right? It was some form of Reiki healing. But I'm not pushing energy out. I'm pulling energy in. I'm removing, right? And Reiki, as my as way I understand it, is a lot of forcing energy out mm-hmm. to heal. But from what I saw. From other Reiki healers, like I said, a lot of hand gestures, a lot of moving this and that. And I remember I commented, some like talking about energy removal, like people talk about dark energy removal. And I was like, I can do, I do, I, so I've helped hundreds, I helped a lot of people, and I, I, I do so without all the fanfare. Well, this is the thing that I think too that anybody, if you look at other cultures, and it may not it, like the Mexican cultures and the different African cultures and different indigenous cultures that do not necessarily Reiki, but it is a form of like energy cleansing and manipulation, stuff like that. They are not swinging and flailing their hands and wearing 10 hundred bracelets to make noises. They are very much, and this might irritate a lot of people. I can, I can already feel it, but, (laughs) um, but they're very, concise and they're very like flowy because you gotta think energetic is energy yes can be chaotic but when you're trying to even with what you do your pulling of the energy isn't very like chaotic it is that's what annoys not annoys people but like throws people back like okay why isn't he doing like this big crazy thing but if you but if you look at like shamanic healers you look at like especially from different cultures um you know like uh, they had where there was a tiktok because i was looking up uh healing like through shamans in the like mexican indigenous culture and uh very calm very flowy very peaceful she was just but very very just peaceful flowy it's very very calm very like flowy it's not super chaotic and you even look at like uh the people that are doing that do the energy manipulation where it's like uh i guess it would be a form of shaman but it's supposed to help with like bottled up trauma and because they say like you can house like traumatic energy in your body and so they're trying i guess it would be a form of reiki i don't know but where they 
they don't do this big production. The person that actually goes through it, you know, is like crying and dealing with it, but they're not doing this crazy thing. And, and I could tell you from a psychic's perspective, I've tuned into some of these people that do like the crazy hand movements and, and like, uh, like the one thing that I always see is like the twist. Like, where they reach into the phone and twist and bring back, like, reach, twist, reach, twist. And I just think it's interesting because, like, to be a Reiki healer, you have to go through training. Like, there is specific training for it. There's different levels and there's specific training. And I just think that not everybody that's out there doing it is... And, of course, you're always going to have people that maybe can do it easier, you know, because they have the gift of doing that. But... And that's what separates... Those who have learned to do something versus someone who was born to do something. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shamans in the world who are good at removing dark energy. But it takes a lot of of things. Prayer circles, talismans, objects, incense, like 10 or 15 things to remotely do about a tenth of what I can do of just being in the room and it's simply just, and it's done. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference with some Reiki healers that have to do all this production fanfare just to get a little bit of energy traveled and moved versus someone who was naturally gifted with that psychic ability to channel the energy of the, the source itself and push it better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And they can do it so easier and so smooth. Maybe they spent more time training. Maybe they spent time learning. Maybe they have that natural gift for it versus someone who had to spend years and or years to even attempt to get like a, a small amount of energy to I, move from their hands. I think a good example would be like any gift, right? So like say, and I know this because I played sports at a competitive level like when I was a teenager. Uh, you can be, you could learn soccer through and through. You can do all the practices. You can do everything. But... There are some people that are just that hold the gift that make them an exceptional soccer player or an exceptional softball player. Um, They hardly need to practice. And if they did practice, they would be out of this world. Like, I'll, I'll give you a good example with that. Like for me in soccer, I was able to kick extremely hard, right? Like I could kick a ball like punting. I could kick it the length of a soccer field and I could still do that even out of practice. Right. So this one kid, when I would go on the soccer team, would be like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. He would practice and practice and practice and practice. And he got to like a tenth of what the distance and height and length that I was able to punt the soccer ball at. Um, He was able to do it. But for whatever reason, it just came extremely natural to me. And so I think that's also like that with certain gifts. Like you can have somebody that can learn how to do these things or even learn how to, that psychics can learn how to do certain skills, but then there's some psychics that are just naturally good at it, naturally in tune to the other side. So. Yeah. So where did Reiki come from? Reiki is a form of alternative healing therapy that was originated in Japan in the early 20th century. It was developed by Mikayo, I'm, I'm probably not saying that right, I'm <laughs> so sorry, um, Usyu, a Japanese Buddhist monk and spiritual teacher. The creation of Reiki is often attributed to Yusi's personal spiritual journey and his desire to find a method of healing that could be accessible to anyone. Uh, 
The exact details of how Reiki was created isn't well documented. However, there are different accounts and theories surrounding its origins. Uh, the most widely accepted story is that Yusoi, I think is how you say it. I'm not sure these names. Okay. Right. Embarked on a quest for spiritual enlightenment and healing after experiencing a profound personal crisis. According to the traditional narrative, he climbed Mount Kurama, a sacred mountain near Kyoto, Japan, where he engaged in fasting, meditation, and prayer for 21 days. On the final day of his retreat, he reportedly experienced a mystical revelation in which he received the ability to heal through touch and intention. Uh, during this experience, he claimed to have received a powerful energy or Reiki that flowed through his hands and had the ability to heal physical, mental, and emotional imbalances. Um, he believed that this energy was universal and accessible to all individuals. Uh, after his revelation on the mountain, he returned to society with his new profound healing abilities. He began practicing Reiki on himself and others, eventually establishing a clinic in Tokyo where he treated patients and taught others his healing techniques. He, uh, his teachings emphasized the importance of self-care, spiritual growth, and spiritual development as integral components of healing. So... The way he thinks of it is Reiki isn't the end-all be-all. It's a complementary therapy to a bunch of different things. He also introduced a set of principles known as the five Reiki principles or precepts, which serves, serves as ethical guidelines for practitioners. And so Reiki gained popularity in Japan and eventually spread to the Western world through various teachers and practitioners. Uh, today, it is practiced and taught in numerous countries and has become a recognized form of complementary therapy. So they're, they're actually studying Reiki, by the way, in different studies to see if, you know, along with like medicine and stuff like that, if they can completely heal a person of an ailment. Because one of the things I remember reading that they were saying is that sometimes imbalances and stressful things like i honestly i would be thrilled to go to somebody that could do reiki good and like i said it's like anything you you know it's messing with your energy so you want to make sure that you find a correct person to do it and the people that i've interacted with recently about trying to do it i was not happy with at well, all uh, you're the ultimate hound dog for sniffing out uh, fakes yeah, it, it wasn't really faked. It's just it was a totally different belief system. And I'm like, because um, basically there was somebody that I originally wanted to go there because I had said that I absorb a lot of people's negative energy and I feel like some of it gets stuck in my body and then it manifests as these different like things. And plus, on top of that, I have hypothyroidism. So I don't know. And my hypothyroidism, and you know, this got really bad when we lived in Spring Branch, which was filled with negative energy. And I was trying to explain to her, like, I think I've absorbed over the years, just like so much negative energy. And it's like manifesting in different spots, in my body. And I said, Yeah, I could take the medicine, but the medicine isn't completely working. And she said, Well, there's no such thing as negative energy. And I'm like, wait, what? What are you talking about? What do you mean there's no such thing as negative energy? That is literally what Reiki with the blockages and stuff like that. And uh, she was just the, the people that I, I went to and I get it. You know, you're trying to work on healing and stuff like that. But it was like they were almost way too positive. 
Like they were like, no, there's nothing that can infect your energy and stuff like that. And I was like, I get that. But if you're somebody that absorbs negative stuff consistently, wouldn't that cause an imbalance? And so we were going back and forth for a couple messages back and forth. And then I was just like, you know what? Nah, I'm I'm good. Because you don't want somebody messing that you don't feel comfortable with. Same thing with quantum healing. You don't want to do a whole quantum healing session if you're not okay with the person doing it, you know? Which now that I think about it, in retrospect, uh, what I pull from people's mind forests, Mm -hmm. the negative energy that sticks in their basements, right? The subconscious part of their mind where all their dark negative uh, energy dwells and then be turns into some creature or something or some person. That energy I pull from people's minds all the time. Mm-hmm. And some people say they feel different literally days after. I've known people who had literally a headache or actually, you know, Christy, you know, she's probably listening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you found something in her mind forest that I didn't see the first time. Well, mm-hmm. one, it was hitting on the wrong side. I took it from her and her headaches were gone. Mm-hmm. Gone, and then her psychic abilities started getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like I took like a, a block out of the way. So, in a, in a funny way, I am doing some form of Reiki healing by removing dark energy from people's minds, not their bodies. And that's what and, kind of made me think too for your ability to look more on the shamanic side versus a traditional psychic, because you have so much of an energy manipulation type of ability that shamans in different cultures were known for this Mm. and like literally people would go to these shamans and of course you know like there is some like natural healing like medicine stuff that they would tell you to drink and stuff like that and all of that yeah drink this tea yeah but but there's also a side of it where they would go and they would take things from your body and some of them which were known as uh, i forgot where exactly i was reading that like what culture pinpointed this but like there was things called war shamans and it was basically a spiritual guy uh spiritual shaman would go to war after these dark things and um that's why war shamans one of my six names yeah because like isaac who knows in the in the future if he'll be able to actually like do more of a reiki thing and heal people i know (laughs) The day I'm able to manipulate the physical as much as I meant to manipulate the spiritual or even the the mind at the same time, that's yeah, that's something to start getting really real. Because if I can pull cancer from somebody, if I can take a tumor out of someone's head without ever, you know, actually, um, we call it, without surgery. Oh, okay. If, that's, yeah. If I can do things like that, yeah. And Government that's... knocking on our door. You don't need to be doing this, sir. Mm. But, I, well, I can use myself as an example. So, like I said, over the years, I've absorbed a lot of dark energy. And now I know ways to kind of flush it out, but I really, truly believe that there is stuff kind of, like, stuck in my body. Um, and that's what's causing me, like, the health issues of my thyroid because they, they I've like I, the symptoms from my thyroid thyroid will not go away like normally i could take a pill and i'm fine i've had like up and down spirals throughout my life where like it's been fine then it hasn't been it's been fine then it hasn't been and stuff like that but when we lived at spring branch it literally was going near 
basically. And I tried everything. I went on different medication, you know, went to different doctors and they just basically said you're everything is normal. But I remember one of the biggest areas that I have an issue with is my stomach area. And I remember I had you pull from my stomach one time and there was black muck you described the energy as that was pulled from my stomach. I call it energy that we pick up on a daily basis from encountering negative people, from encountering negative energy that's just, just out there in the air. We pick it up like uh, like gum stuck in your shoe, and that starts building up over time. Which, And then when I pull it from somebody, their mind forest or themselves altogether, it, to me, looks like black tar, like oily black tar, which I just call muck because it's a negative energy that doesn't really have any shape it just looks like you know like gunk essentially yeah and what you asked me to take from you yeah. every now and then <laughs> yeah no because i know you know granted i because you gotta think like i was probably picking up this stuff when i was a kid yeah. i was probably picking up this stuff when i was definitely when i was a teenager then having the hauntings as bad as it was in spring branch yeah. like i probably picked up lord knows how much stuff and who knows if actually internally, energetic-wise, it's all black in there. And, like, I've got it. And that's why I wanted to go to a Reiki healer. But for her to tell me that there is no such thing as, like, negative energy, I'm like, I'm sorry, but what world do you live in? If Like, what are you pulling then from people? Just stagnant energy? But then you're telling me there's a balance so there has to be negative and like i said i just didn't agree with what she was saying and i was like okay well i really don't want you touching my energy then good or bad um and there's some people that aren't necessarily reiki healers but that do like energetic things with their um hands in a sense like through facials and stuff like that because there's been a couple that i've wanted to go to but like i said i'm hesitant because, you know, that is somebody that ha- I have to be 100% sure that I like the person because that is somebody tapping into your aura. You know, it can't just be anybody. You have to have a good feeling off of them. So, Which is a tip and trick that most people have to uh, start applying to yourself. If you get a bad vibe of someone or girls of how nice they seem, how professional they seem, if you get a bad vibe, then don't go through with it. Yeah, and I think, too, like... Uh, if you start asking questions, like, for instance, you want to ask any question to Isaac about his ability, he is more than happy to, even if somebody want, is coming at a more negative way, you know, and kind of like questioning Isaac's ability, he has no problem explaining things. And, like, same thing with my ability. Like, if I go through something and I, I say this is what I'm doing and somebody asks me a question because maybe they don't really understand what how it's possible or how it's going about or whatever, I have no problems asking it. And I notice when certain... Even certain psychics or certain uh, healers or certain, like, Reiki masters or whatever, um, when you ask questions and they get, like, annoyed, like, okay, why are you asking? I think that's anybody, though. That's a rule of thumb with anybody, especially when it comes to, like, any kind of work. When they start getting annoyed that you're asking questions, there's a problem there. Because you're just trying to figure out, especially something with dealing with your energy and moving things around, like, you know? I know. It's it funny example is when I get asked about, because I work at Pest Control, and people ask me, is this stuff really going to work? Is, it really, is this really going to work, right? Mm-hmm. How does it work? How, does, how Can you tell me how it works? Like, sir, I don't know the scientific method of how this product works. I just know it does. Yeah. Right? And I tell, and one thing that always helps is with personal experience. I was like, I do the same stuff 
that I'm doing for you today that I do in my own house. And we rarely ever see anything ever into the house, especially mm-hmm. if I do the upkeep. When's the last time we thought you saw an American roach in the house? Yeah, very true. Yeah. It just, I know it works from personal experience, and that's the least I can say from other pest control companies out there. Um, <laughs> but that's it essentially is that if you have receipts for your work, then you're more inclined to get believed. Yeah. And I was saying you have an endless amount of clients that say, oh, I went to them and stuff like that. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to find the Reiki healer that temporarily heals somebody. I want to find the Reiki healer who actually permanently heals somebody. Yeah. That they do not need to go back because that that Reiki healer is not concerned about keeping that client on to get money. They, all they're concerned about is healing somebody. And that is the Reiki healer I want to associate with because that means that Reiki healer doesn't care about getting rich off their skill. They care about healing people, which is truly yeah. the gift they were given. Yeah. And I think... With Isaac, that would be a confirmative if um, somebody was able to heal him. Um, Isaacica? Yeah, <laughs> because you've done, away. he's literally done spinal taps and on tons of different, what? Spinal taps? Yeah, that's what they did. Do you not know what procedures were done? They shot an injection into yeah, that's my. Yeah, spinal tap. Okay, I guess. I, I, don't know. I just thought they were giving me shots in my back. Okay. Spinal taps. <laughs> Every time I think of that, I just think of the rock band. Spinal taps. Really? I don't know that band. Oh my god, that's like one of the rock and roll things. The whole movie was made out of it. Oh, okay. Oh. Anyway, that's um, way beyond your time. Thought, beyond my time too, but I don't about that. Um, but <laughs> nothing medical other than probably surgery has helped Isaac. So if somebody was able to do Reiki healing and help Isaac, which I had a dream about that. You did. Yeah. Bang. It was, I don't know exactly where we were, what we were doing, but I remember walking into this place. It wasn't like a parlor like or like in a strip mall or something. It was some Pacific place. And some lady with a European accent, Eastern European, right? It wasn't like, maybe maybe Greek, I guess. I don't know. It was weird. It was like an accent from that area. Mm-hmm. I couldn't pinpoint exactly where, but it had that kind of accent. And all I remember her saying is, oh, I'm so honored to heal the great shadow walker oh my gosh <laughs> her words not mine right <laughs> yeah and she it's just what she said and she was of a dark like olive complexion stuff like that like close to my my skin color more mm-hmm. than anything i was maybe thinking that she might have been greek by her accent her skin color Could have been italian too italian a culture. little darker than italian i've seen really yeah okay but i was like oh okay so is there a possible future where i meet a reiki healer who's capable of you know, fixing my sciatica, or at least that so like knows exactly who I am and like you know, like that. I would love for somebody a Reiki healer to freaking heal the imbalances because that's literally my entire body to align your chakras. Well, my entire body with the thyroid is like an imbalancement, like, <laughs> and it it would just be nice to be on level again. Now, long long time ago, I had a friend who actually went to a Reiki healer. Really? Yeah. Uh, Seventeen. So that's a long time ago now. Dang. Um, it was a guy I knew from church when I used to go. Uh, he talked about how he went to this uh, healing center for his back and stuff like that because he had some injuries from football or something. I can't remember mm. what he was talking about. And he went to the, a Reiki healer. I don't remember he said on purpose or by accident, but I remember he said he went to her just to try it out, I guess. And he said he was extremely impressed and amazed for the fact that she never touched him physically but he could feel pressure on his body 
Like he, he when she he she was just pushing her hands around his body and he could feel the pressure. He said it was almost like the same pressure of when you try to put two magnets of opposite or sorry, the same uh positive positive uh like charge that like when you push them together they they get pushed away from each other. It's like there was an invisible energy in between her hand and his body that he could feel pressing against it. Dang. So I know it is out there for real. Yeah. And I and that's something that I believe as well. I believe there is some badass Reiki healers out there that can a hundred percent do good things. But then it's sometimes so filtered with Oversaturated. Oversaturated, yeah. With people that kind of can do it, but you you gotta, I feel like, again, you gotta find, like, the natural people that are able to, like, with proper training can really use their, because there's different levels, like, there's, um, I was reading there's a first degree, which is a level one. Uh, This level focuses on self-healing and learning the basic principles of Reiki. That's the thing I, I also... Apparently, certain people have to, they have to heal themselves first, I guess, in Reiki. And some of these yeah, people, I've tried. I some tried of these so people are not healed. And I can tell you that just from tuning into their energy. And that's the thing. Okay. So like, I just, I don't know. Students are introduced to the history and philosophy of Reiki, as well as the hand positions used for self-treatment and treating others. They also receive attunements, which are energetic uh, initiations that open up their energy channels and connect them to the Reiki energy. At this level, students primarily practice on themselves and gain an understanding of how Reiki works. You know what? Maybe I need to be a Reiki healer just to heal my imbalances. And then I can heal yours. That'd be nice. No, I'm just kidding. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that would be something. I mean, technically, energy manipulation with protection and stuff like that, I'm good at. But I don't know if I would be. I don't know. It's like we're so strong in a spiritual world, but we barely inflict the physical. Yeah. yeah. It's frustrating sometimes. Uh, second degree, which is level two in this uh, level, students learn about the symbols and mantras used in Reiki to enhance the healing energy. They are taught how to use these symbols for distance healing, which allows them to send Reiki energy to people or situations that are not physically present. Students also delve deeper into the emotional and mental aspects of healing with Reiki. At this stage, they can start practicing Reiki professionally if they choose to do so. Um, And then, of course, third degree, which is master and teacher level. So this is like someone that says they're a Reiki master. This is at the level that they're at. Um, The third degree is often divided into two parts, a master practitioner and a master teacher. And the master practitioner level, students learn advanced techniques and receive additional symbols that further amplify the healing energy. They also deepen their understanding of spiritual growth and personal development through Reiki. Um, the, uh, Reiki teacher obviously level focuses on teaching others. The duration and format of Reiki training can very much depend on the teacher and the specific Reiki lineage. Um, some training programs may be completed in a weekend workshop while others may span over several months or even years. Um, during the training, students receive hand-on practice and guidance from a Reiki master or teacher, and they learn how to channel the Reiki energy through their hands and use it for healing themselves and others. Uh, training also includes discussions, demonstrations, and opportunities for questions and answers. And then they also cover topics of ethics, professional conduct, and self-care for practitioners. See, that's where I have the, the issue. Is, you know, they say, like, a Reiki master should have 
self-care and should be up there, right? Mm. But certain ones that I was trying to get advice and stuff from, not advice, but getting stuff from, uh, just tuning into their energy, it wasn't completely there. Like, you can tell they don't do self-care. Like, they probably should. And so that's where I have the problem. And that's why I'm saying like anybody that's out there that's looking to do the Reiki stuff, you need to definitely find somebody that is that resonates with you. That, you know, you like you look at their energy and you're like, you know what? I like this person. Yeah, I got a good vibe. Mm. And that's with anybody that's psychics and, and stuff like that. And I always tell people that ask me stuff like I if you do not resonate with me or what I'm saying, like, don't take it. Because that's the biggest thing, even on a spiritual journey, is learning what feels right and what, you know, is good and going with it resonates. So, um, so just a little thing is Reiki training is not regulated by any government body. So there is no standardized certification or licensing process. However, many Reiki practitioners choose to become members of professional organizations that have their own certification requirements. Um, They have their own code of ethics and standards of practice. So that's also interesting to look at. So some of these people that may not have that, it's um, I don't know. You can tell you right now, no shaman organization is probably going to ever accept me into their ranks. Well, I think a lot of uh, like when you have psychic groups and you have different things like that, anything that's out of the norm, they don't accept. Like my methods of the way I do certain things psychically, they wouldn't accept me either. Because like, for instance, a lot of psychics uh, let things like they almost like force information, right? Like I want to know this. I don't do that. I let what comes to me, what comes to me. And a lot of people don't. I don't know, don't like that because like, oh, well, you could be giving them so many more, so much more information. It's like, well, if it's not their time to receive that information, I'm not going to give it. And um, I said, what is, is destined for them to know will come to me. And I'm not going to force like messages to be brought forward. And some people don't like that. Some people are like, no, that's not how you do it. Then you don't know what you're doing. And, and I don't agree with that. So Says you. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't agree with that. So, and I think it doesn't really, <laughs> and it doesn't resonate with me to push and, and really like dry out the cloth to get information, you know? And I think it really upsets a lot of people mm-hmm. when they meet us and they see us, mm-hmm. right? We're not overly, uh, what's the phrase? We're not, we don't put the showmanship of what a shaman or a psychic should look like. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't have a tapestry of uh, the chakras or some yeah. weird symbols on the back. I don't have incense going on. I have like eight crystals in front of me. Right, I'm not wearing ten bracelets of different chingly chings on it. Mm-hmm. I look like a metal dude, right? Gauges, mm-hmm. long big beard, right? Well, hair short now. Uh, in a sleeveless band shirt or something like that, <laughs> yeah. and like this fucking dude's gonna get rid of my stuff, and then they see what happens. Like, holy shit! And I was like, yeah, you don't need all the fanfare to be good at what you're doing. Exactly. And I think that's like, for instance, if you're good, like, you're good. Yeah. And, and I think that's too, like even going back to the analogy of like soccer and stuff like that. Right. So you can buy the fanciest cleats, you can buy the nicest clothes, but when you strip all that down, it's skill level, you know? So like there was kids that, 
or parents that would buy their kids these things that thought that if they had the best cleats, the best of the best shin guards, the best of the best, uh, like exercise equipment, like the ladders and stuff like that, that they would somehow be way better than the people that are like poor that can't afford it, but that are have a naturally born gift. And I think that's the difference. And not to say that all Reiki healers that learn, right, that have maybe not as much of a a natural gift to do it, because it is something you learn. You learn the techniques and stuff like that. So, but I should say if you're naturally good at energy manipulation, if you have a natural gift to energy manipulate. And I know a lot of people who like Reiki or at least practice Reiki who listen to right now are probably pissed off or whatever the reason. Yeah. And it's probably because you're not doing exactly how you should be doing things. And you know so, or you don't know so, and we're kind of calling you out. And those who aren't upset obviously know exactly what we're talking about, are just upset with them as they are with us. Well, that's like, I thought it was interesting, too. There were some Reiki healers that did not want to be, that did not want to do anything with me. And I was like, well, why? You said you can heal and help. I'm not asking you to. But that was at the very beginning, too. I remember... um, there's some psychics that would not read me. Nope, not doing it. I was like, why? I don't have, like, I mean, if it's something dark, then you would say, like, hey, you got something dark on you. But they would not do it. And I think sometimes it was because, like, maybe they didn't want to be read or they didn't want to be in tuned. And so I think some of the Reiki healers didn't want to, uh, not that I would like call them out. I'm not the type of person that would just like straight up call. Them I will. Out. Yeah, you are, but I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm not the type of person that just calls somebody out. And so, but yeah, they would not want to. Oh, that's why know. I would love so ever so much mm-hmm. for a shaman of any kind mm-hmm. to FaceTime me mm-hmm. and challenge me and say, prove your ability to me, or at least show how you use your ability. Ask me all the questions in the world. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I want to know what they know. Yeah. Is there something that I haven't learned yet? It was a lot I haven't learned yet. Let's put that out there right now. But my ability is naturally gifted to me. And I, everything that I've done so far, I have learned the least bit from any kind of research I've done. Which yeah. is barely anything out there right now. But when it comes to actual shamans around the world and stuff like that, it's a lot of stuff kept close to the chest or you have to pay out the ass for for any remote kind of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Again, hoarding Knowledge for payment is bullcrap. Knowledge should be shared consistently with everyone all around. That's how we all better each other as a human race, is spreading, sharing knowledge. That's why I love TikTok mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. It's because it's sharing knowledge across the entire world. Yeah, no, it is. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. And the reason why we, too, I, I some of you are probably saying, like, how is Reiki associated with the paranormal? Well, yeah. it's just, <laughs> if anybody notices, like, when you start getting into the paranormal community, you start researching. It's more than Reiki, just ghosts and demons. Yeah, Reiki gets pulled up, you know, with any kind of psychic ability. A lot of times, psychic, psychics will dive into the Reiki healing stuff. And you cannot go into the paranormal community on TikTok without hearing about like light activation healing power things. You can't go into it's like, it's like metal. There's so many subgenres. Yeah, energy <laughs> manipulation. There's uh, Reiki. There's stuff like that. And I think with everything, you know, it's it's dealing with. I mean, you, what happens with the afterlife with energy and dealing with what you're dealing with now currently and how the other side can manipulate. 
us in the in the three D essentially, like here on this side, I think it all corresponds with each other, you know? So that's why we're covering Reiki healing because it is something that gets talked about a lot and it could actually help people. That's the thing is like somebody that absorbs a lot of negative energy like myself can uh, probably benefit from Reiki healing. Yes. My other uh, uh, subconscious thing or uh, uh, underlining reason for doing the episode is hopefully there's a Reiki healer that goes, I'm going to call this asshole. I want to heal him. I want to prove that he's wrong. Well, hey, come over here and do it because I've been asking for yeah. relief forever for yeah. six years yeah. now. Yeah, like he's been asking doctors and stuff and there's only so much they could do. And it was really interesting. So apparently, too, with, with Reiki healing, some of the things that – because apparently there's certain people that shouldn't get Reiki healing. And it was people with like pacemakers, stuff like that, because the energy could interfere with the machine itself mm. inside. And I thought that was interesting. And it was like people that are – I think it – don't quote me to this. Should have probably known for sure, but I think it was also pregnant women as well, because the the energy could also interfere with the kid hmm. and cause issues. And so, so I think it was anything. Basically, if you have anything that could, I think it was also um, high risk things like diabetes and stuff like that. Um, consult a doctor or whatever. But there is tons of case studies because one of the things that they were trying to do reiki healing against is the whole placebo effect and if anybody that doesn't know what that is it's basically like your mind tricking you into believing that it works when it really doesn't or believing that it works so it's like i don't know if you guys have ever seen those those videos where it's like you say you're pouring wine in and you give it to your kid and it's just grape juice but they act drunk you know what I mean? Like yeah. something like that. It was like, um, I think they said like they gave, they did an experiment where like they gave, uh, and it shows you how powerful the mind is. And that's, that's another big conversation topic is just how powerful our minds are because there was like some kind of thing where like they associated like the ibuprofen pill for pain relief, right? Or something like that. And the guy took a completely dud pill. And yet he was associating the colors and stuff to an ibuprofen and he was still healing. And so, but it was a dud pill. It was like nothing. It was just like, but, but yeah. So that, that was one study that they kind of like were looking at to see if like the idea of Reiki healing, is it just in your mind that it's working or if it actually is? I don't care. (laughs) Trick my mind. Do it. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps us up here for today. Yeah. Yeah. So, all in all, be wary of who you trust with your Reiki healing. That goes with all psychic abilities. Yes. Yeah. Uh, What are we doing next week? So, next week I'm excited about, and it's a total October type episode, and that is Lights in the Sky. We kind of talked about this with Alien, one of the Alien parts, but we are going to concentrate mainly on places that have mysterious lights, like the Brown Mountain Lights. And uh, just kind of like light anomalies in general. Um, and you have a freaky story about a light. Your mom. Oh, yes. Can you share that? A, a new yeah. conversation I had with my mom recently, like last two weeks ago, told me something that I never heard before. And I'm like, why had you not tell me about this? She goes, well, no, it never came up. Uh, so, yeah. Um, story my mom told me that she experienced when she was young. So, yeah. yeah. And it deals with the light, so yeah. 
that makes the ranch because it happened at the ranch, right? Yeah, it happened at the ranch, so it makes it even more freakier. But look for that stuff uh, come uh, uh, next week. And we also have multiple episodes coming out this week. Bonus episodes as well. Yeah. Yes. This month is going to be packed with shit. (laughs) So. Look forward to all that cool stuff. As always, guys, you can catch our social medias at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden in the Shadows 6 on Twitter, or X, uh, Hidden in the Shadows Podcast 2 on TikTok, or links to all our social media, and always you can listen to us at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast.com. As always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yup. Mom.